Father, as we come to your word, our eyes are open to see. Our ears are open to hear what the Spirit would say. Now, Lord, I thank you for a teachable heart. I thank you that you've given all of us that. So we, we open ourselves to receive wisdom, guidance, direction. And we thank you, Lord, that this word will not fall on deaf ears, but it will be sown into good fertile ground where the thief cannot steal it. And in due season, it will grow forth a bountiful harvest. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 If you have your Bibles, I want you to go with me to a very familiar passage of Scripture, and that is Luke 6, 38. Bibles, you can look on 38, very familiar. If you don't have your Bibles, you can look on the screen or... <clears throat> and... I'm going I'm to share with you something the Lord did in my life. It was actually in August of 1996, August of 96, that the Lord did something in my life that it radically changed our ministry. It was, it was one of those defining moments in, in our ministry and in my life personally. And before I share this with you, we just, I want to I read this with you. It says, give and it might will be given. What translation is that? <laughs> give and it, it what? It Come on, talk back to me. It will, will be given if God's in a good mood. <laughs> if you're lucky. No. How many know it's a law? How many know gravity is a law? doesn't change. Give and it shall be given to you. I love that we're out here. I was driving in and saw all the fields and the farming and gardening, all of this. It's going to be easy to get a hold of today. So give and it shall be given a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. How many know we don't serve El Cheapo? We serve El Shaddai, right? The God of more than enough running over, will be poured into your lap. Oh, I like that translation. That's cool. For with the same measure you give or use, the King James says, meet, it will be measured back to you again. I have a question. How many of you believe that's true? Let me see your hand. You believe it's true. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, and don't answer this out loud, but I want to ask you this just to kind of get your wheels turning in a certain direction. Since that is true, since His Word is true, then why are so many people still struggling financially? Why do some still struggle uh, with giving, etc.? Uh, why do churches have to go to the world to finance the house of worship? Amen. Getting quiet in here now. Amen. Why... There's there, why does there seem to be such a spirit of debt, of lack, of insufficiency in the body of Christ since this is true? Now, I know this is revival, amen, and some of us, we have certain concepts of what and the should look like, amen. I do, okay? And the Lord really rocked my consciousness when he put this on my heart to give this morning. Because I thought, Lord, this is not revival. I mean, are you sure? 
this is where you want me to go. Um, and I really believe it is because how many know some people need to get revived in their finances? And the eight of you that said, yes, this is who this message is for today. I know the rest of y'all are filthy, stinking rich. You don't need any of this. Amen. Praise God. But, <laughs> but I really believe, and I believe it was a gentleman named Dave Ramsey. He said, you're really not free until you're financially free. It's a powerful statement. Now, he didn't say you're not going to heaven if you're not financially free, or, you know, you're, you're just going to live horrible. No, but, but I have a friend who's on the board of our ministry, and he said, Terry, you think different when you're out of debt. You just think different. Uh, your first thought when you're invited to come speak at a church is not, can we afford it? So you're really not free till you're financially free. And what the Lord put in my heart for this morning is for this body. So in a sense, listen to how I'm saying this, in a sense, I'm glad we're home folk today. Okay? Because I know tonight there's going to be visitors, even tomorrow night. And so I really believe that's why the Lord has put this in my heart for this morning because I will share some things that will be for some visitors and will be for maybe the lost or whatever and, and we're going to see that revival atmosphere. But I really believe this is for somebody today who has been asking some questions like I was asking in August of 96. Lord, since your word is true, why isn't this working the way I've heard it should work? Since it says give and it shall be given, Lord, now, the church, let me, just, let me just set this up for you. I was raised in the church. I was raised on Christian television. Has anyone ever heard of TBN? Our family had a show on TBN for 25 plus years. We were on three days a week. And let me just say this to you. I've heard about giving my entire life. I've heard if you sow, you reap. If you plant a seed, you're going to receive a harvest. Give and it shall be given. And I'm just going to be very open. I did not to the age of accountability. And I begin to give. I begin to sow. I begin to plant. I did not see what I heard was coming. Let me tell you what I, heard, what I saw. I saw me deeper in debt, living week to week, paycheck to paycheck. I didn't know how I was going to make it. I didn't know where it was going to come from, if it was going to come, who it was going to come from. I know none of you can relate to what I'm talking about. Amen. But this is my story and I'm sticking to it. So I became, and I'll say it like this, I became very discouraged in my giving. Again, being raised on Christian television, I've heard about giving every way you can hear it. I've seen the good, I've seen the bad, and I've seen the ugly. I have seen Christian television go from a time of worship and praise to almost like a TV game show. Come on, church. Are, are, <laughs> Give God $100 and you'll win a brand new Lexus. You understand what I'm saying? Give Him 1000 and you'll really hit the jackpot. And you can only do it in the next seven minutes. 
And in these next seven minutes, or in this season, that's when a certain angel flies over the East Coast. And you better plant your seed in these seven minutes. I've heard about the Shemitah, the Rosh Hashanah, the Holy Mama, <laughs> the seven days in the Bahamas. Amen. I've heard it all. I have heard just about every offering you can think of in church. I hate gimmicks. I don't like games. I don't like manipulation. Because I became very discouraged in my giving. And that's exactly where the enemy wanted me. To get me to question, does this really work? That's exactly where he wanted me. So I've seen Christian television go from a praise-a-thon to a beg-a-thon. Amen. How many of y'all love revival? Isn't this awesome? Isn't revival great? Boy, I didn't know I was going to get this strong with this word. Amen. But I believe we need a balance here. We need to know, well, why do we give? What's the purpose? And listen, I, I believe the word should be practical and, 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 and we should be able to receive it in a way that we can apply it to where we see it work. Okay? And so I became very discouraged in my giving. And it was August of 96. Or 23 years old. I know I still look 24. That wasn't a joke. That was, no, I'm kidding. I'm joking. That was a joke. Amen. And... Uh, I was 23, I was fresh in the ministry, uh, going out on my own, away from our family. And so I was at home one evening in August 96, and I was praying, <clears throat> sincere from my heart. I said, Lord, show, show me how to give. Show me, show me how to give that will unlock heaven's provision to freely flow into my life. And I said, Lord, I'm tired of seeing the world have the best and then expect the church to settle for crumbs. It shouldn't be that way. I said, Lord, I'm tired of seeing the world, you know, flipping by VH1 and MTV, whatever, and seeing them have the best sound, the best lighting, the best video production. And then we expect our young people to come to church and see a little play about Noah's Ark put on by puppets whose arms are just barely hanging on by strings because we can't afford anything else. Church, it shouldn't be that way. I read in the Word where He said, You shall lend. <laughs> now again, we're not going to hell if we borrow. Amen. But I'm just saying, how many know God's ways are higher than our ways? His thoughts are higher than us. And he said, you should, you should be the one the world looks to as providing. It's the tables have been turned. Because the borrower is servant to the lender. And again, I don't know who this is. Man, this might just be for me today. But I believe there's somebody here. You've had some questions. Maybe you've become discouraged in your giving. Maybe you've, you've seen a lot of junk and, and, and it's raised some questions. Today, I think we should revive. Why do we do what we do? 
and, and get some freedom on this subject. Is this okay, Pastor? It's going to end up okay if it's not right now. It will end up okay, I promise. It's going to end up good, amen? Now, it's tight right now because I'm dealing with it in a shocking way, but I believe some of us, we need to get shocked. You know, let's, let's talk about the elephant in the room. You understand what I'm saying? So I, I said, Lord, show me how to give. I've heard it from let every man, I've heard it from this TV person, I've heard it here, I've heard it there. Lord, let every man be a lie, your word be true. I want to do what I do based on your word, not someone else's praise report. And again, I'm not knocking preachers. I'm not knocking whatever anybody else does or how they do it. But as for me in my house, I want to do what I do based on the word. Because church, I was what I like to call an emotional giver. <laughs> and here's what I mean. If the music was right, if the message was right, man, I'd give. If it wasn't, I'd throw in a few dollars and clear my conscience. Some of y'all looking at me, how does he know what I do, man? How does he? <laughs> Come on, we all think the same here, all right? And let me just caution you with this. Don't, and how can I say this? Well, I'm going to say it, then I'll follow up with the statement. Don't be an emotional giver. Now, let me balance that. The word says, be a cheerful giver, right? But here's what I'm saying. Don't be led by emotions because how many know emotions can be manipulated you can show you the right picture play the right song whatever and and your heart your heart can be moved in that especially if you're led by your emotions be led by the word right be led by the word i was an emotional giver well when you want to be blessed and, and you need, let me put it this, when you need to be blessed, <laughs> amen, then that, that's a target to play on emotions. Boy, I trust that's making sense to you. Hey, here's what I mean. I, I, was, I was at a conference once, not going to say the name or anybody, but I was singing. Somebody else was speaking. And again, I was just very, I was young. And this is before I got a hold of the word, and so I was a baby. Amen. <laughs> How many know babies just are kind of passed off, right? They're not grown, right? And so the speaker got up during the message. He, he said something like, okay, yes, yes, Lord, okay. There's 10 people here. You're supposed to give $1,000. And if you'll be obedient to the man of God, then there's going to be a harvest waiting for you in your mailbox when you get home. I mean, $10,000 will be waiting for you. Church, who doesn't want a 10000 Man, that's right. Come on, that's pretty good odds. Give a 1000 get 10000 Man, that's revival. Hallelujah. No, I'm kidding. So in my zeal to want to be blessed, man, I gave. And when I got home, I went to my mailbox, and about the only thing I saw that resembled what they said would, what I, what I, I would receive was that picture of Ed McMahon and Dick Clark. Y'all remember that? You might have won. Come on. Do y'all get that here? You get that here, right? 
Boy, I just dated myself, right? <laughs> Saying Ed McMahon. I became discouraged in giving because I had seen the hype, the games, the manipulation, the tricks, the gimmicks, and I said, Lord, there's got to be another way here. I believe you want me blessed. I believe you have put me here to be a blessing. So, Father, show me in your word how to give that will put me in the position to receive heaven's provision freely flowing. Notice I didn't put an amount. I just said, Lord, I want heaven's provision to freely flow in my life. That evening, in August of 96, the Lord led me to Deuteronomy chapter 16. If you have your Bibles, I want you to see this because, and I did give her the note to put this on the screen, but I want you to see this in your Bible. <laughs> she didn't make this up. I didn't make this up. That's 16 and 17. Notice the last sentence there of verse 16. It says, And they shall not appear before the Lord empty. Or this translation says empty-handed. Okay? That's very easy to understand. I mean, they, you didn't stand before the Lord without an offering. You, you, you had to have something to give, all right? But church, again, give, give me your attention for just a moment and then we'll look at this together because the very next verse we're going to read together is what revolutionized my life forever. It revolutionized how we give. Uh, it revolutionized our ministry. As a matter of fact, I'll put it this strong. This next verse is what I stood on, which broke the back of lack in our ministry. Read this. Life in our family, in our home. So when you read this, man, really lock in on this because this set me free. It's verse 17. Deuteronomy 16, 17 says, Every man, and I'm reading from the New King James, Every man shall give as he is, how? Able. Notice it didn't say, and Terry shall give as he feels like it. <laughs> or give out of his emotions. Or give what's comfortable. But it says everyone shall give as he is able. Church, that set me free. Would you repeat this after me? Because I really want this to get inside of your spirit today. Repeat this after me. I am to give as I am able. Very simple. How many know God makes things simple? We've had to pay people to mess it up and to complicate it. It's very simple. It goes on to say, according to the blessing of the Lord your God, which He has given you. What does that mean? Simple. Some people have more than others. Some people have less. That's okay. Here's the point. If I want to walk in heaven's provision freely flowing in my life, 
then I must step out and give as I am able. According to the blessing of the Lord which He has given me. Very simple. What He's trusted me with, what I have, that's how I'm able. All right? Well, my first question, Lord, how am I able? I've given here. I've sown here. I've planted here. Lord, how am I able? What are you showing me? What's the best I can give to you? Now, let me know in those days, they didn't have checks and credit cards and all that, how we deal in trade today. Uh, but they had land, they had gold, silver, they had rams, sheep, right? Bullocks, right? In the Old Testament, the biggest offering you could bring to God was a bullock offering. I want you to see this on the screen. Then it went down to a ram offering. And then a goat offering. Then so that really doesn't bless. Then a meal. Now, how many know that really doesn't bless us? <laughs> because we don't deal in that trade, right? We don't go to Walmart with a ram, <laughs> right? And get some toilet paper, deodorant, whatever, and, and get three sheep back, right? We don't deal in that trade. So in August of 96, I, and again, I'm very practical. I believe the word should be simple and it should be something I can grasp and understand and apply and apply. So I take it for what it's worth. I did a market analysis. How much is a ram? How much is a sheep? How, much, how does this apply to me now? You understand? If that's how it was then, then how does that apply to me now? So I did a market. How much is a bullock? How much is a meal? All right, a bullock offering. In August of 96, depending on where you were, it was between 1,000, 1,200, a ram, 6 to 800, goat, 3 to 5, sheep, 100, 150, a meal. What will a meal cost you after this service if you go to lunch or whatever? 10, 15, 20? Now listen, listen to this and keep that up there if you would. I, I want to show you this. If they had a bullock offering they could bring, they couldn't bring a sheep offering and it'd be accepted. Do you know why? Because it was not as they were able. Amen. I trust by your silence this is blessing you. <laughs> You're thinking that's good. But while I'm out here on thin ice, I'm going to walk just a little bit further, okay? They also couldn't bring a three-legged, one-eyed, diseased animal either. What does that mean? They're left over. How does that apply to me, Lord? Son, what's your first fruit? What's your best? What do you think about first when that paycheck is given to you? I should have saved this one for Monday night. I really should. <laughs> Because I could have left the next day. Amen. I got to stay with y'all now. I know this is tight. This is strong. But listen, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you my story. I'm not picking on anybody, all right? This is, this is how the Lord showed it to me. Son, when you get that, do you take care of your stuff first? Then you give what's left over. That's your diseased 
animal? Or when you receive increase, is your heart thrilled because missions to hack and give, to bless the kingdom of God, to, to sow in the missions, to help, whatever it is. Where is your heart? Because wherever your heart is, wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is. So show me your checkbook. I'll tell you where your heart is. Ooh, I need to sing, or I need to sing, I think. I just need to break this up a little bit. All right? That, that, that evening, as I began to study that out, begin to see this, I said, Lord, I repent. Because, Father, I've been expecting something from you that rightfully I had, I, I, I didn't have a basis on which to expect because I have not ever given as I was able. Uh, I've heard if you give this, then this will happen. If you do this, then, but, but Lord, I never did it according to your word as I was able. And I said, Lord, I repent. And then I made a promise. I said, the Lord, the next time I stand at a church before a group of people and they receive an offering for our ministry, I said, I will not keep a dime of it. I'm going to sow it all. I'm going to sow it all. Either this works or it doesn't. And faith without works is dead. So the next Wednesday night, I was in a place called Colleen, Texas. It's right outside of Austin, Texas. I had four services that week, okay? Now, I'm going to be very transparent. Do y'all love me? Okay, I'm going to go over here. I heard it louder. It was louder over here. <laughs> I, and I had four services that week, okay? Now, everybody knows that Sundays are bigger than Wednesdays. You know, usually there's more people and, you know, the offering is bigger. So, now listen... I figured I was safe giving my Wednesday night offering. Boy, don't y'all judge me. Don't you judge me. Because <laughs> I figured there probably won't be that many people. I'm still going to be obedient and give the offering. All right? I'm going to sow it. So Wednesday night came. I was right. It was a small crowd. And I said, church... I'm going to do so. We, we gave the invitation. There was a few couple of people that gave their life. It was just a powerful service. Came time for the offering. I said, I'm going to do something I've never done before. I said, I've been seeing some things from the word that I got to put into practice. And I'm just going to ask you to join me. Give as you're able. That's all I said, right? Then where it was going to go, the thing you give, it's not going to me. It's not going to my ministry. I told them where it was going to go. Um, my dad, Laverne Tripp, he was invited in the 80s to go speak in a place called Vijayawada, India. Vijayawada. It's, it's near Tedapalagudam. <laughs> you got to be filled with the Holy Spirit to say the names of some of those places there. And, and there was a couple that sat on the board of Rama out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, that invited him to go speak to their pastors. Only one couple had raised up these pastors, not a church, not a denomination. And that one couple had sponsored like over 150 pastors. They invited him to come. Long story, very short. The first day my dad was in Vijayawada, India, he saw the need of children. You've seen pictures, all that stuff. 
And if nobody helped them, they would die. And he said, I stood, he told me later, he said, Terry, I stood there. Lord, how can we make a difference in a nation of 1.3 billion? Now, now just think about that. America's like 300, 400 million. India's a billion, 300 million. He said, how can we make such a difference? And the Lord said, can you help one? How many of y'all know he makes it simple? <laughs> can you help one? Yeah, I can help one. He helped one. He promised that couple that already had a home there. He said, we, we, our family was opting nine more <laughs> children. I'll never forget when he got home. I was 14. He, he opened the door and told my mom, Edith, while I was gone, we had 10 children. <laughs> and Chrissy, my mom, asked him some more questions. <laughs> what do you mean we had to? And I'll never forget, Pastor, we supported those children for a year. God began to bless us. And 30 years later, uh, we now have 300 children uh, because of churches helping and, you know, uh, partners helping. We've built four uh, churches. We have a Bible school. My dad went a couple of years ago and met three of the 10 that we started 30 years ago. One is now a pastor. The first girl we adopted, she's now the head nurse of the state hospital there. And the other one, the gentleman, he's now the governor. They elected him the governor of the state of Vijayawada, India. When we started 30 years ago, church, it was illegal to preach Christ publicly. As a matter of fact, if you were caught leading someone to the Lord, your sentence was two years in prison. Okay? We can't understand that here. But because of our influence there and the First thing he did as governor was change that law, and now you can publicly preach the gospel of Jesus Christ in Vijayawada, India. That's powerful. It's powerful. I, I knew that was good ground. I had seen the results. I knew, and so I told the church that evening, Wednesday, I said, that's where your offering will go. The service was over with. Pastor came up, gave me the check. They did one check total. It was a donation of $1,155, a bullock offering. <laughs> I had three other services in different churches, in bigger churches, and wouldn't you know it, Wednesday night was the largest offering that came in all week, and that's the one I said I'm giving away. <laughs> now, you can't tell me God doesn't have a sense of humor sometimes. <laughs> Now, don't judge me. Come on, do y'all love me? Okay. But I stood there with that check in my hand, and these were my thoughts. Lord, oh, Lord. <laughs> Lord, Lord. Amen. Lord, you know, I got those bills that are due and debts past due, and Lord, I'm in a lot of due. Just strike that from your mind. I didn't say that. Okay. I said, Lord. And now, then I got a little religious. Got a little religious. I said, now, Lord, I know you want me to use wisdom. Come on. How many of y'all know the devil don't come with a pitchfork and a red-tailed suit, right? Very subtle. Very subtle. I'll give you half of it. Now, I'm working it. Come on. Now, you said you weren't going to judge me. But I'm working this out in my head. I'm like, Lord, I'll give you half. Because you got to remember, I was 23, fresh in the ministry. The offerings then were like 300, 400, maybe 500. You know. 
but we had never received 1155 It's my first year in ministry. I said, Lord, I'll give you half, and then I'll use the other half to, you know, to, that's still I'm giving you almost $600. i have never given 600 from our ministry. And that gentle, still, small voice came loud. I heard it loud. Terry, do you see that in your hand? I said, yes. He said, son, I've given you a seed. Now, I told you in my word, I give seed to the sower. You told me last week you were a sower. I've given you the seed. Now, son, if you'll give that in your hand, I know it's as you're able. I know it's your best. It's, if you'll give as you're able, son, I'll grow. I called my dad. I got home the next week. I called my dad. I said, Dad, I want to take you to breakfast. I have something to give for India. And I said, I, uh, I want to pay for breakfast. He knew that was a miracle, <laughs> that I'm taking him to breakfast. And I'll never forget, we went to uh, Shoney's, Bob's Big Boy. I don't, know if guys, uh, I don't know if they're still in Tennessee, but I remember going to Shoney's. We went to Shoney's for breakfast. We sat down. I had a coat on, and I... With, <laughs> Now, I know the Lord loves a cheerful giver, but I got to tell you, he, he loves a hesitant one, too. Amen. Because I, I, I didn't feel goosebumps <laughs> going up and down my spine, right? But with trembling hands, my dad kind of, he had to take it by force, you know. And the only, the only way I know how to explain it, when I released that, it was like a lady that has become pregnant. She's expecting. You, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how to explain it except, right? I knew I had been obedient to the word and that gave me the boldness to expect. Now see, and again, we've got to balance that. Please hear what I said. I was obedient to the word. Not someone else's praise report, as good as that is or whatever. But church, we, we, we should never base what we do on someone else's experience. Now we praise God for those experiences and we thank Him for that. And that's great. But, but don't base what you do because it happened this way for somebody else. God may have a whole other way He wants to bless you. So don't limit Him to that. So that's why we've got to be people of the Word. We've got to go to the Word and say, Lord, show me in Your Word. How does this apply to me? How do you want me to give here? Lord, show me. How am I able? You understand what I'm saying? And so I, I, I was expecting. Man, I knew I had been obedient to His Word. And I've had people ask me, Terry, what was different about that gift, that seed, that was different than anything else? Two things. And I'll close with this. Am I okay? Man, I'm so over time. I was going to try 12-15. We'll just close now. God bless you. Good night. <laughs> I'm kidding. Now, I, but I'll close with this. Two things, two things was different. One, I've already told you, I gave it sound like a big deal to you. That was my best. You know, it may not sound like a big deal to you 
to, to give an offering, but when you're 23 and that's one of the ways you operate the ministry, it'd be like you saying, I'm going to give my next three paychecks. You, you, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not advocating you do that, but that's how it was for me. I gave as I was able. Second, and this is something I do not hear ever, especially on a telethon, ever. I let love motivate me. And a holy hush fell across the crowd. <laughs> you're thinking, you're thinking, and that's good. Because church, what do we usually hear? And again, I'm not against this. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But let's, let's, let's have a revival. Usually what I hear is, this is what you're going to get out of it. And it touches my greed. Come on, can we just be honest? Come on, let's have a revival here in our thinking and in our giving. For God so loved that He gave. Now, did He expect a harvest? Yes, you and me. But what was His motivation? No, you're going to get this so easily because out here in the, in the fields and in, in the farming, when you plant a seed, how many of you know if you go behind that and pour fuel on it, it'll scorch it. You get nothing. How many know when you put fertilizer on it? Right? You ready? Love is the fertilizer. Amen. <laughs> to your seed that causes maximum increase. For God so loved that He gave. Church, when we give on the basis of love, we're operating on the level of God. And on His level, there's no lack. There's no recession. He ain't laying anybody off. Amen. On His level... There is more than enough, but I've got to elevate my love, motivate me to get to that level of love. I let love motivate me to give to that home and that work in India because, man, I saw the result and I knew that gift was going to change lives and touch the hearts of people for all of eternity. Whenever you're given the opportunity to give and they, they pass the plate, they, the offering, don't just do it and not give it thought. Man, think, Lord, I thank you that I can see this seed touching this community and the young people and the teenagers and that it's going to go forth and multiply and make stronger your kingdom. I'm preaching better than you're shouting. I'll tell you that much. That's awesome. What is that? That's love motivating you. Get ready for harvest. Because when God recognizes that kind of a heart... He wants to show himself strong. He wants to bless us more than we want to be blessed, church. But he will not bless greed or selfishness or self-seeking. That's of another father. 
Is this okay? It's tight. It's tight for a Sunday morning, but we're home, folks. Aren't you thankful the visitors aren't here now? Amen. It's like, whoo. <laughs> All right. Church, if you don't hear anything else out of this message, hear this. Let love motivate you. Let love motivate you. Whenever you're given the opportunity to give, to, to sow whatever, to plant, do it with a heart of love. Realize that this seed, it, 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 is, it is the law of life that God has given me to enter into that when I give, it's given unto me. That's the law of life. We understand that in farming and gardening. You don't have to beg the harvest to come. It's a law. But my, my, my attitude behind it will determine the amount of increase. Wow, that's powerful. I believe it was in 2 Samuel, it says, He did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a perfect heart. That shows me I can do the right thing with the wrong motive, and the wrong motive will cancel out the right action. What does God look on? The heart. So I encourage you, don't just do the action. But let love be the motivator. Could it be that thing very special today? Could it be? I'm going to do something very special today because, well, wait a minute. Let me give you my praise report. <laughs> I can't leave you there. One month later, when I released that seed in a heart of love and as I was able, one month later, the Lord gave it back to our ministry 49 times greater. I, <laughs> I shouted more than you did. I'll tell you that. No, I'm kidding. I'll never forget, I got a phone call. It was an attorney. He said, are you Mr. Tripp? I said, yes. He said, the lady that just passed away, you were at her homegoing service and he said, well, she left your ministry in her will, and I am overseeing that. And I said, well, wow, praise God. He said, it's a donation of $50,000. I said, uh, can you say that again? <laughs> now, church, I know how the enemy works, so I'm going to target this because I can almost hear somebody say, well, coincidence. Coincidence. You know, that's not even a word in the, in the Bible. <laughs> No Hebrew word for coincidence. It's like lucky. Yeah, you ain't lucky. Okay? But let's deal with this. Because that's how the enemy works. Well, yeah, coincidence. I met this lady's friend not long after. And we were just talking and, and talking about her and her life and all. And anyways, she said, Terry, you don't know this, but I want to share something with you. I said, what's that? She said, I was with her when she was revising her will. I said, really? And we begin to put two and two together. She lived in California. We were in Tennessee. So there's two hours ahead, Tennessee. 
The day she revised her will was the morning I took my dad to breakfast. If that's a coincidence, <laughs> I don't think so. Is that the first bell? I heard a... <laughs> so on the second one, I got to quit, right? I am, I am through church. Um, boy, Lord, how do you, you want to do this? Because I got to tell you this, again, this is uncomfortable to share to my flesh because of the nature of the subject. Because it's been misused, mishandled. But I believe for that very reason, you've been revived. Talk about it and get some answers. And I trust this morning you've been revived in your thinking as it pertains to giving. I couldn't share a message like this and then not encourage you to have an opportunity, at least give an opportunity to put his word to work. That's why I really feel led to receive an offering. But listen, it wouldn't be right of me to say this is going to me or for my expenses or anything. And we have them. Yes, I have expenses and all. As a matter of fact, before I walked in the door, we had already spent like close to $600 just to get here. How many of y'all know Southwest don't donate their tickets? <laughs> and Avis don't donate that car, right? Thankfully, the church took care of the room. And I'm so thankful for that. But... Did I ask you for anything? No. That's my seed. I never ask a church, you provide this, do this. Why? Because this is my seed. You understand that? And I've never missed a meal. Amen. He provides. Want to do something special. I do want to receive an offering, but here's what we're going to do. This morning, this evening, tomorrow evening. What comes in this offering, these offerings, will be put to work. We, we do two things with every gift given. One, we fulfill the great commandment. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Right? We're doing that every week. As a matter of fact, our ministry is about to begin a, a radio network. Uh, do you guys have an iPhone or an Android or anything? In November, I'll send you some literature, but you'll be able to download an app and 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you will get Empowerment Radio on your phone. Even in, on these new cars, they don't have a CD player, but they have Apple Play, all this. We're starting a radio network. Why? Because I'm tired of being served mixed cocktails. <laughs> From quote-unquote... Christian networks. That's another sermon. Amen. I'm not going to go there. I just want to broadcast God's love and His grace and His goodness to this generation. Second thing we're going to do is we're, we're going to fulfill the command of love. He said, I was hungry, you fed me. I was naked, you clothed me. Let me share this one thing with you and then we're going to pray. For a sheep offering, we can take a gift of $150. We can take a child in India with no home. If they have a home, it's been broken. We can put them in one of our two homes, feed them three meals a day, clothe them, educate them, and prepare them to evangelize their nation for an entire year. 
Why so little? Why can we do so much with so little? Simply because of the poverty rate. It goes so far. We have six school teachers, six school teachers that teach. We give them double what they would make in the secular school system. We give each one 50 a month. We can do a lot with a little. And I know I'm mentioning certain amounts. I don't want to do that because I don't want you to be led by me, please. I want to pray, and I want you to be led by the Lord. Is this okay? Is this all right? Do you have peace with this? I just want to ask you to do this. This morning, this evening, tomorrow. Step out and maybe do something you've never done. Give as you're able and let love motivate you. You know, for some, that might be a bullock offering. <laughs> that might be a sheep offering. It might be a meal. Let me encourage you with this. The value of your gift is not determined by the amount. But it's determined by its significance to you. Wow. That's fresh out of heaven. <laughs> Amen. Let me say that one. I'm going to try to say it the same way. I need another cup of coffee, I think. <laughs> the value of your gift. Because how many know the enemy will lie to you? Well, that's really not that much. You know, you know what I'm saying? He'll lie to you. The value of your gift is not determined by the amount, but by its significance to you. Remember the widow's mite? It was the smallest in the offering, but it was valuable to Jesus. Why? Because it was significant to her. So let that set you free. If what you're holding, if you feel, if you feel like, man, what's this $20 going to do? What's this $10? What's this $100? Whatever. Value is not determined by the amount. But if it's significant to you, it's valuable in the kingdom. Father, Lord, I, I, oh, I, I did what you put in my heart to do for this morning. Lord, I know this is a very uh, touchy subject, and I trust that my brothers and sisters here have heard the heart behind this word. No, why do we do what we do? And to, real, and, and, and to realize that we need a balance here. We need to know why do we do what we do? Why do we give? How do we give? Lord, this is so important to you. And Lord, just like in my life, you revolutionized. You... Go ahead and laugh. It's all right. Go ahead and laugh. You, you revolutionized my life. You revolutionized our ministry with that gift. It was as we were able. We did it in a heart of love. Lord, I trust that right now you speak to every heart, every couple, every individual what you would have them give today, this evening, tomorrow. Even though it, it, it's going to our ministry, Lord, it's going to flow through our ministry. And it's going to touch the lives of children, that, that people that we might not ever meet here on this earth. But when we get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing it's going to be when we see the fruit that comes forth from this seed today. Lord, I speak to every gift given, every seed sown. Go forth and multiply. Go forth 
and make stronger the kingdom of God. We give you praise and glory for what's going to come forth out of these offerings. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Did you get anything out of this today? You glad you came today? Now, I, I'm going to ask... I'm going to ask pastor to come. He can lead you, guide you. This is what I believe. And he can correct, add to it, take away from it. Amen. I leave Tuesday. Glory to God. No, I'm kidding. Um, I don't know if you want to pass the plate. I want you to pray. I want you to get the mind of the Lord. And, and let's receive a special breakthrough, offering, whatever, love. This is truly a love offering. I'm going to ask you to let love motivate you here. If you're making out a check, I don't know, do you want to make it to TTM or make it to the church? Make it to the church. This is separate from the ties and all before. Make it to the church, then they will make one check. And if you would put missions or, or India, ever how you want to address that. This isn't going for me or for my expenses. Listen, this is for kingdom business here today. He'll come, tell you a little bit more. Um, and then, like, doing all that. Whatever you want to give back there, that will help me with expenses and with doing all that. Come back tonight. Come expecting. It's going to be good. Bring someone with you tomorrow as well. It's going to be good. Pastor, would you come? Thank you, Lord. Ushers, just grab some plates. Just have them in the back there if you don't mind. Thank Go ahead and take Jesus. them on to the back, guys. Thank let's all stand. Lord, we just want to give you glory. Yes, give you Lord. honor. Give you praise. And we thank, thank you, God, you, Lord. for who you are. Speak into our hearts. Thank you. May we go forth just with, with renewed mind and we refreshed understanding that we do things in love. Lord, Lord I want to thank you that everything that's birthed in love, Lord God, is a mighty, mighty work of yours. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. There are ushers in the back with plates. As you feel led, uh, please place that. And in sneak around you. Thank you.